Have you been thinking about wanting to start your own podcast? When I was trying to get the Evan Witt show off the ground, trying to find where to go, I had a lot of questions and trying to figure it out. And Anchor was the place to go. Easy to start, easy to use, and it's free. And you can get your podcast heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other great places that people like to listen. The answer, again, is Anchor. And I love using Anchor as it's extremely easy and simple and free to use. If you want to join me with Anchor on your podcast, then go to anchor.fm slash start and join me and the diverse community of all the podcasters that Anchor has to offer. I enjoy and cannot wait to start hearing your first podcast. That's anchor.fm slash start. It is Tuesday, March 3rd, 2020, and this is the Evan with Allison Show, and the Evan with Allison Show is presented to you by Flex Gym of Racine, located on Rapids Drive in Racine, Wisconsin. If you're in the southeastern Wisconsin range, I highly recommend checking out Flex Gym. Great rates coming up through the through this month, and you can also get personal training sessions and also uh, therapeutic massages as well, some help and support on your nutrition. So if you're looking to make some health healthy lifestyle changes, then Flex Gym of Racine, right across from Horlick High School on Rapids Drive. So, want to thank you all for those listening to the show. Uh, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. And it's been a you know about a week or so longer than I wanted it to be before I did my next show. But you know, life gets in the way, and this is just the earliest I could do it. So, for those that have been anticipating the next show drop, uh, thank you for your patience and. You know, just a lot to talk about, lots going on. Um, Giannis, uh, Colin Cowherd going on saying stupid stuff about, you know, Giannis leaving for Golden State and Golden State making trades in order to try to get Giannis uh, in a trade this offseason even, which I think is totally stupid, which I'm going to get into a little bit. WWE had their super showdown in Saudi Arabia last Thursday night, uh, last Thursday afternoon. Uh our time and a few things from that I want to talk about, um, especially going into WrestleMania season and a few things that happened on Raw last night. The NFL Combine and some possible areas I think the Packers will look at come the uh, the NFL draft. And there is a lot of avenues and free agency in the draft that the Packers can look at. And, you know, the unfortunate part is that the Packers don't have – the money to do what they did last year, but I think they have enough resources to put a team on the field. And then the breaking news the other day, the Milwaukee Brewers have are nearing completion of nearing completion of a contract extension for NL MVP in 2018, Christian Yellich, which would keep him in Milwaukee through 2029. So, great news. I know the Brewers disappointed a lot of fans this offseason with lack of moves, lack of signings, lack of uh, involvement in free agency, except for lower-tier guys. And it's okay, Brewer fans. I think the Brewers will be fine. Um, I I don't think they're going to break 90 wins like they've done the last couple years. Uh, But... I think you're going to see a competitive team on the field with a lot of young talent developing in front of our very eyes. 
that are potentially going to take that next giant step the following year. Guys like Freddie Peralta and Corbin Burns, uh, still really high on those guys. So, But first thing I want to talk about is Colin Cowherd and Giannis. So I've talked about this before. I've brought this up before. And I still don't understand what the national media's uh, obsession is on Giannis leaving Milwaukee. It's like the national media want him out of Milwaukee. And a colleague of mine, I think, brought up an interesting point that could be the reason why, is you have your East Coast, West Coast media biases. Because you see the teams that are often in discussion about Giannis going to or either out in California or New York or Miami, East Coast, West Coast. For whatever reason, they would rather have him in those areas. And I think the NBA sometimes, too, would for the fact they did find the bucks for tampering. You know, the latest conversation from Colin Cowherd um, was talking about how the Golden State Warriors were making moves to try to uh, acquire Giannis this coming offseason if the Bucks don't win the NBA title, which he doesn't think they're going to. I don't even think I think he I don't even think he thinks they're gonna even make it to the finals, but anyways, that's another conversation. Um, he's saying that they traded for Andrew Wiggins. So they have a contract to to match, and they have now their own first-round pick and the Timberwolves' first-round pick, which will both be lottery selections, so they can swing a trade for Giannis. I don't know or understand where he comes up with this stuff. The Bucks are not trading Giannis. They're not. They're not going to trade him unless he flat-out pounds his fist on the table and says, get me out of here, which he's never going to do. They're not trading him. Giannis has built a, a home in Milwaukee. He's raising a family in Milwaukee. He's got a brother in Milwaukee, two brothers in Milwaukee, one still in high school. Milwaukee was his first home out in the, the NBA, and he has a lot of ties to uh, Milwaukee. And I honestly don't think he goes anywhere. And I don't understand why the media seems obsessed with wanting him out of Milwaukee. I think a small market like Milwaukee, having a superstar like Giannis, would be a great story for the media. The 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 small market Milwaukee Bucks, led by their superstar, taking on the big markets. I, I think that would be a great story to tell. But instead, they want him in L.A. They want him in Golden State. They want him on these super teams. And the thing is, why would Giannis demand a trade to a team like Golden State? He said time and time again, he wants to win a championship without forming a super team. That's what he wants to do. He doesn't want to form a super team. He thinks that's the easy way out. And he wants to win a championship on his own. His own, not really, I guess not on his own, but you know, you guys know what I'm saying. He doesn't want to form a team with like LeBron and Steph Curry and Kevin Durant or Kyrie or... Clay Thompson. He doesn't want to form a team with those guys. And I think the NBA is better when the when the superstars are spread out. And this year they're spread out a little bit. And I know the NBA is very top-heavy on both the East and the Western Conference. But it, to me, it's very entertaining basketball. The Bucks running away with the East. But overall, it's been entertaining basketball. Miami Heat, they're a fun team to watch, except when they play the Bucks. But they're a fun team to watch. Toronto's a fun team to watch. I, I like the competitive balance when the players are spread out. And I don't understand 
why anyone would want Giannis to leave Milwaukee, and the Bucks aren't trading him. You know, Doug Russo, um, he had a, you know, he had a, I guess, a bit of a rant on his show Friday night, the Doug Russell show. Um, you can find it on Wisconsin On Demand. You will have to, you get a three free day trial. Um, if you sign up, you get free, three days free. Check it out. Um, they have a lot of great content down there um, from 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee and 100.5 uh, ESPN Madison. Um, great content there. Um, but he, he goes on a rant about Cowherd, and I, I applaud it, and I thought it was great, and I thought it was something that needed to be said. His pub publicist deserves a raise. Whatever the publicist or whoever got him the contract, as Doug said, on his rant, I agree. He or she needs a huge raise because Cowherd is nothing but a blowhard. He just runs his mouth, says stupid stuff, and gets reactions out of it. And it's irritating to me. And it's, he seems to have a personal vendetta against Aaron Rodgers. He seems to want Giannis out of Milwaukee at all costs. And I wonder what his thoughts are on Christian Yelich's extension <laughs> talk. He's probably pissed off about that. But I, I, I'm just tired of the nonstop talk. Giannis is leaving Milwaukee. Giannis is going to sign the Supermax this summer. That is something as, you know, that's something that you can take to the bank. He will sign a Supermax this summer to stay in Milwaukee long term. As long as the Bucks are forming a competitive team that can compete for championships, he's going to stay. And this core of this team is going to be intact for quite a while. Him, Bledsoe, Middleton, Brooke, uh, Wesley Matthews, George Hill. They're all going to be around for a while, and they're going to be competitive for a while. And why would he want to leave? So, enough with the Giannis is leaving talk. Seriously, I, I'm tired of it. So, with that, moving on, next quick topic to discuss, WWE Super Showdown in Saudi Arabia, the blood money pay-per-view, as some others call it, and I don't understand. I, I, well, I get why WWE does it. Saudi Arabia is paying them a hell of a lot of money to put on a show once or twice a year in their country. The problem is they haven't been able to do it right. Because Saudi Arabia, they, they like the older part-time talent. The guys like Bill Goldberg and Undertaker and... Those guys. That's what Saudi Arabia likes. And they want to see those guys in action. Ancient 50-year, you know, 50-year-old people, which in the WWE ring is ancient. They, they, they're, and you saw Goldberg's Undertaker match at the last one. They almost killed each other. Um, Goldberg and The Fiend, this one, wasn't great. The Undertaker and AJ Styles didn't go really well at Super Showdown. But I, I'm just not a fan. And the fact that, and I saw it coming. I knew it was going to happen. As soon as they booked the match, I knew it was going to happen. It happened before. It happened with Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens Goldberg, and they take the title off Kevin Owens. Bray Wyatt, The Fiend, Goldberg, and I knew it was going to happen. But in the back of my mind, I was hoping that they wouldn't do it. I was hoping and praying that they wouldn't take the belt off of The Fiend. And they did. Goldberg shows up on SmackDown one time. It's one of the highest rated segments 
of the night of SmackDown since he's been on Fox. So in Vince's mind, fans want a lot more of him. No, I think the reason why it was such a huge segment, why so many people enjoyed it and watched it, because they don't see Goldberg very often. But now you're going to overdo it, and now you're going to have Roman Reigns and Goldberg at WrestleMania. And some of these long-term storylines you were writing, because of Saudi Arabia, you're throwing out the window. You're just, boop, get rid of it, throwing out the window. It, it's just ridiculous to me. Um... I think Morrison and Miz winning the take team titles were good. I I think the Street Profits would have been better served winning the take team titles at Super Showdown instead of at Raw a few nights later, personally. But it was a good match. I think Bailey and Naomi put on a great match, especially with having to wrestle in baggy t-shirts and bodysuits. I think they put on a good match, considering. Um, and then the gauntlet was just a waste of time. The prestigious, whatever they're calling it, gauntlet. Undertaker ended up winning when he shows up in place of Rey Mysterio and choke slams. AJ Styles and gets the win. Young. Speaking of which, it's looking like it's going to be AJ Styles and Undertaker at WrestleMania. And if this was 10 years ago, I would be jumping up and down excited. And I guess if anyone can get a good match out of The Undertaker, it is AJ Styles as he's one of the best in the business. However... The un and it hurts me to say this. I grew up watching The Undertaker. I grew up loving The Undertaker. I grew up, you know, he was my guy. But he just doesn't have it anymore. He did have a good tag match with Roman Reigns a while back. But overall, he just doesn't have it anymore. And it, it pains me to see him in, at WrestleMania in the ring... To me, tarnishing his legacy a little bit. I think he just needs to hang it up, be retired, and let the 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 Undertaker live in memories. Because I know there's a lot of people, myself included, that have a ton of positive memories with the Undertaker. But every time he goes in the ring, he hurts his legacy to me. And it's sad to see. And I think he just should retire. And hopefully this is his last hurrah. And we don't see him in a rank competing again. Maybe show up on occasion on a, um, big events and things like that. Like you see Hogan do on occasion. But he just shouldn't be in the ring anymore. And Goldberg should not be Universal Champion. So I guess I do get it. Because they want Roman Reigns to be the guy. So in Vince McMahon's thinking... If he has Roman Reigns fight the Fiend at WrestleMania and Roman Reigns wins, Roman Reigns will probably get booed out of the building. So let's put the title on Goldberg. Fans are going to be mad about that because they wanted the title on the Fiend. They didn't want a part-time Goldberg, 50-some-odd-year-old, semi-retired guy being champion because you hear it all the time with Brock Lesnar being champion. No one wants to, no one wants to see him as champion. Have Roman Reigns take the title off Goldberg. That's going to somehow get him over. Maybe it'll work. I don't think it will. But we'll see. But I'm just very disappointed. And I think it's stupid. That The Fiend had to lose the title. to For short term gain. The long term storyline had to go out the window for short term gain. And that's what happened with Saudi Arabia. 
So Christian Yelich, looking like he's going to be in Milwaukee long term, which is great to see. And I, I trust that David Stearns will be able to field a competitive team around Christian Yelich when this extension kicks in. I have all the faith in the world. Stearns has not shown me anything else except that he knows how to put a team together. And he, based off payroll limitations that his boss gave him going into this offseason, I think he's done an incredible job putting together a roster that should be competitive if young guys, Orlando Arcia, Freddie Peralta, Corbin Burns, Keston Hira, if young guys take that next step and become very productive MLB players. Keston Hira, we got a, a tease of it last year. Orlando Arcia didn't play really well last year on both sides of the ball. Bat with it, bat in his hands. And, uh, Bat in his hands, plus with the glove, he didn't play really well. Corbin Burns and Freddie Peralta faltered. Peralta did do better towards the end of the year out of the pen. But Corbin Burns just never was able to get it together. And I think those guys taking that next step will be huge on what the Brewers do. And I think the Brewers will probably win right around 86 to 88 games. That's my thought. That's my prediction. I was close last year. Last year I said 92. They got 90. I was close. So I'll pat myself on the back for that. And next thing, quickly, the NFL Combine. The uh, Combine wraps up in Indy, and these the workout warriors are flying up the draft boards right now. Everybody's mock drafts or anyone that ran really fast or jumped really high or bench-pressed a lot of weight, the ones that put up ridiculous numbers, they're flying up the, the boards right now. Just... Relax, okay? You see it every combine. You see it every year. Somebody puts out ex, 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 amazing numbers, and then when everyone has a chance to settle down, things fall into place, and these guys don't end up becoming top 10, top 15, even top 20 picks. You know, Miles Jack, for example, he tore up the combine. I know there's concern with his knee, but he wasn't even a first-round pick. Um, DK Metcalf. Tore up the combine. Everyone was raving about him. Pictures with his shirt off. It was all over the internet. His numbers were amazing. And he ends up going, I think, what, second or third round? He had a great rookie year, but still. You know, once it gets back to the basics, seeing these guys on film, that's where teams are going to determine um, where guys are going to go. Claypool, for example, from Notre Dame. I'm seeing people put him in the top 20. Hold off. Seriously, just hold off on that. I, I bet you any money Claypool will not be a first-round pick. If he is, it'll be right at the tail end between 30 and 32, or he'll be an early second-round pick. That That's just my opinion. I don't think he's going to be a first-round pick. You know, these teams, what the Combine does is the scouts for these NFL teams, these front offices, they're going to look at these combine numbers, and what they're going to do, they're going to go back and look at the film and see if what they saw there matches what they saw on film. You know, Quintez Cephas doesn't run really well at the combine, ran a 4-7-3, uh, whatever it was, 40. But you watch him on film, you watch him with pads on, he plays much different than he tested to me. 
big, a big physical, strong receiver who runs great routes, find ways to get open, catches anything thrown to him. The film doesn't lie. I think all this is going to do is get guys looking at the film, second, uh, checking it a second time, checking it a third time, really deciding if this is who Isaiah Simmons, for example, is, which I think Isaiah Simmons is a real deal. But, again, he had great numbers at the Combine. Now teams are going to rewatch his film to, to double-check to see if that fits, if that fits who he is. So, finally, Tony Robo, big contract to stay with CBS, which I think is huge. Him and uh, Nance make a great team. Romo, to me, is the best in the business in the NFL. I, I love him as, as a color commentator. Like I said, I think him and Jim Nance do great together. If he would have went to ESPN, I don't think you're going to have that same chemistry. I think you got to take them as a package deal. I don't think you get the same chemistry with Romo and whoever is going to be doing ESPN next year. You don't get that same chemistry that, that you get with him and Jim Nance. Great job by CBS paying him. I think I saw it was $17 million to stay with CBS. That was great for them to do. So he is definitely showing that he is the best best in the business and in, 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 uh, the NFL when it comes to TV announcers. So with that said, I want to thank you all for, for listening. Anything you want to comment on, you can shoot me an email, coachevan66 at gmail.com. You can also... Send me a tweet at Evan with Sports and interact with me and follow me. Follow me and uh, let me know what you think. With that said, thank you all for listening. I'll get back at you uh, later. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.